Welcome to the Reflections on Leadership podcast with Carl Bimshaw. On today's Reflections on Leadership, I'm going to share with you a recent on-demand video that I put together on how do you measure leadership success. I'll share 18 metrics uh, to consider when measuring leadership performance. Strap in. It's a bit of a long one, but uh, I think you'll get some good ideas from it. Well, today we're going to talk about some metrics to consider when measuring leadership performance. My name is Carl Bimshaw. I'm the leadership advisor at Carl Bimshaw Consulting, where we help busy professionals who want to manage better and lead well do so without uh, becoming a jerk. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about good leadership and lousy leadership, right? I mean, you think about good leaders, right? They're people who listen to me and who make me feel appreciated, uh, who get things done. And a, and a lousy leader is uh, the opposite of that, right? And, and all those are are true, but that's not really uh, measurements. And one of the dangers of uh, leadership is that it can become a popularity contest if you're not actually measuring uh, success and progress. So we're going to share today. Uh, about a dozen or so, maybe as many as 18, uh, ways that you can be measuring leadership in your organization. Now, this works, um, you know, obviously works if you're in in a very large organization uh, in a way of managing your uh, team of leaders, Uh, but it also works in if you're a self-leader, a solopreneur of some sort, maybe you can use some of these metrics to improve your business and improve your relationships with, you know, contractors or vendors or uh, customers, how, whatever it may be. Um, probably where this uh, hits the best for people are, are either small businesses who are, who are managing uh, a group of folks or, or a large department. And you may already have some of these metrics coming to you from somewhere else, and you can just divvy it up to the department level. Um, and it's for people who have uh, never thought about actually measuring leadership at all. It's a really good place to start. Um, is start looking at leadership is more than just, hey, I like how they make me feel or they get things done. Uh, there's some, uh, what I would say, some core metrics that you ought to start looking at. So let's do that. So employee satisfaction engagement, which is the rolling mean scores for a series of survey items related to the leader's relationship and performance. What does that mean? Well, you want to be asking, you know, whether you're using like a net promoter score or you're using, you know, Gallup's 12 questions or or something that uh, your organization's been using. Uh, you know, if you're a very large company, there's probably one that you're using on a, on a yearly or even quarterly basis. Uh, but what you want to do is find uh, the key questions that are working well for, for you so that you really get what the employees are looking for and how satisfied are they, how engaged are they. And you want to ask those same questions over a period of time. And then that's where this metric comes in is because you're able to see uh, – differences in uh, a leader's uh, performance or lack of performance uh, over time and see how it's affecting uh, the employees directly. So the the key takeaway on this one is to make sure that you're asking these same questions in the same way at a pretty fairly regular interval so that you can get uh, more than a snapshot measure, but you can kind of get a trend over time. Next one is employee turnover or quit rate. A quit rate is the number of employees who left the organization or the department and divided by your headcount. So, you know, are people quitting? And at what rate? It's a good measure uh, that leaders uh, should be looking at. Related to that, uh, somewhat, is promotions. What's the number of promotions within a time frame? 
uh, divided by the average headcount for the workgroup. Now, you might be in an organization where there's not a lot of promotion, so maybe this metric doesn't match. But if you're in a large organization and there's kind of a lot of uh, churn and you're, everybody's being encouraged to, to grow and have some leadership development or personal development, uh, this might be a bigger number. So promotions is one uh, other metric to look at for leadership. The other one is absence rate, which is the number of days absence divided by your full-time your full-time employees. Now, people are allowed to be sick, people are allowed to be out, and it's really none of your business why they're why they're out or why they're taking that time off. But what you want to do is take a, a measure of it so that you can kind of get a baseline, right? And what is either per leader or through the organization, what is your absence rate? And again, taking a look at this over time. You can begin to pinpoint, is there a particular department or is there particular individuals who their absence rate is higher? And you, then you can start asking some good leadership questions like, hey, why is that? Another one is labor utilization variance, right? So this is your total hours or days that are allocated to a project, and you divide that by the hours or days uh, that have currently been delivered to that project. So this is you know right out of project management, but you can think about it as you're taking on a a new customer, or uh, you know, maybe it's something in graphic design, or it's a, a, a project that you're working on, or an agreement, and has this, you know, you're figuring it's going to take 16 hours, or you're estimating maybe it's a 45-day project, something like that. So you keep track of okay, how much time is allocated to this project, and then where are we with it, or how much did it take to actually deliver the project? So did you overestimate or underestimate? Again, these are things to look at over over time. Um, it's just like reading body language, right? When you uh, you notice one thing, one tick, that doesn't mean anything. You have to look at a, at a collection of things to get a good sense of uh, a body language, what's going on. So the same thing with leadership performance. You've got to take a look at several of these metrics and over time to see what they look like. One-on-one -on -one meetings completed with team members, the percent complete. It's uh, crucial to be meeting with members of your team one-on-one uh, -on -one. Uh, formally, and whether that's uh, once a week or once a month or, God forbid, once a quarter, um, it's something that you want to make sure that you're doing. And when I say formally, I mean that these are regularly scheduled uh, meetings that both you and the employee, uh, your teammate, uh, know. Uh, they know the agenda. Uh, preferably, they're the one who's running it. Um, it's keeping you informed and abreast of what's going on, sharing uh, tips, things that they've learned, uh, looking for some help. Uh, it's just a place for you to one-on-one. -on -one uh, speak together. It's a great red flag uh, because uh, to see who's not doing it because most lousy leaders will find uh, any excuse in the book not to meet one-on-one -on -one, uh, with their team members and it's always going to be some uh, fire drill that they had to go through with the client or uh, some other urgent deadline that was more important than meeting with a member of their team. So if you hear that, that something else is more important than meeting a member of your team, uh, you probably don't need a measure on it. You should should know that that's a, a sign of a lousy leader or a lousy leader in making. Um, so that's why you want to take a look at uh, how many meetings uh, in your organization was a, a leader planning on having uh, with their team, these formal one-on-one -on -one meetings, and how many did they actually complete. Great metric to take a look at. Another one is on-target or on-time delivery, right? This is the percent complete uh, by a due date. Um, this is really measuring commitment, right? And one of the red flags on this one is, uh, you know, if, if you've got a team that's constantly asking, hey, what's the latest I can get this to you? Or what's the latest you need this? That's people who are not managing their time. Those are people who are being managed by 
the targets that are coming into them. So, you know, percent uh, completion by due date. It's a, a great thing to take. Here's a very simple one to measure. Uh, senior leadership team scorecards. Uh, do they have them? Yes or no? If you've got a, uh, a team, even if you're just a small organization, you've got a right-hand and left-hand person helping you out in some way, and they are responsible for performance of, you know, people, process, technology, uh, do they have scorecards to see how that they're doing? Uh, those, the scorecards are things that you as a leader should be looking at and so that they should have. So do you have that? Yes or no? Great metric. Very, very simple to figure out. The other one is strategic planning time. This is where we pull out the trope, which I, I really don't like, but it's true. It's like how much time are you working on the business versus in the business, blah, 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 right? But it's true. Uh, kind of the more that you kind of advance from a leadership standpoint or the more responsibilities to have, the more time you've got to put into planning strategic initiatives. And I'm not telling you how much time that should be, uh, but what is your goal? You know, is it, uh, is it one, one hour a week? You know, is it 10 hours a month? Is it one day a month, one day a quarter, or a week a quarter? You know, how much time are you putting on your strategic initiative and thinking about the future and the things that you want to do versus how much time you're actually doing it? So let's say you planned on spending, you know, an, an hour a week on, on strategic planning and you actually didn't do that or you overspent on it. Maybe you spent 10 hours on it. You know, is that a good utilization of time? Now, only you are going to be able to define that. But if you're not measuring it, you have no way of knowing. Another thing to look at is leadership development hours or dollars invested uh, in yourself, in your team, or your organization. So again, what was the goal and how'd you do on that goal? Now, a lot of people don't have, uh, don't even consider leadership development or any kind of development hours, but if you're not getting better at the job or better interacting with people or whatever the, the goals are for improvement, uh, what are you doing? It's kind of a wish or a prayer, right? So you might want to be thinking about, you know, maybe it, maybe it's an hour a week. Maybe it's a lunch and learn kind of environment. Uh, maybe it's, uh, you know, there's some, some companies that uh, close their office for, for a few hours uh, each week or each month and say, hey, here's your uh, personal development time. Uh, be working on that. So, you know, what are your goals or how much money are you spending on leadership development? And if you're not spending any, uh, that's something maybe you want to take a look at. Another thing to look at, it's fairly common, is your uptime or downtime, right? And what's what are the trends on availability for this? Now, this generally has to do with uh, machinery that helps with the throughput, right? You know, if you think about it with your, your copiers or your printers uh, or the Internet, you know, uh, your app, how much uptime, downtime does it have? But it could also be, you know, if you're running a laundromat, the, the washing machine uh, and dryers, right? So think about... Uh, Generally, it tends to be machinery, but you could be innovative, and maybe it's a process, but what is the uptime or the downtime? And measure that over time and see what kind of effect uh, your leadership is having on uptime or downtime. Another thing to take a look at is the client conversations, and these are, uh, I would say, planned conversations, you know, depending upon how many clients you have, or it's really independent of how many clients you have, you should be planning to have some conversations with them whether it be like what's coming up, what's new, how have you been, what's going on, do you know anyone else? Uh, you know, there's hundreds of things you could be talking to your clients about. So what's your target? And then, you know, I delineate between uh, analog and digital. 
And the difference would be like, you know, if you're sending emails out to your clients because they're on your newsletter or you're sending, uh, you know, these blast emails, I wouldn't really call those conversations because uh, you don't know if they're reading them. You don't know if they're seeing them um, unless they're responding to you. And if they're responding to you, that's not necessarily a conversation. On the other hand, you might be having a great uh, text conversation back and forth uh, throughout the course of the day, and that would count. So I would look at uh, your conversation as, as somewhat real-time conversation that you're having with your clients. So how many did you plan on having and how many did you have? And you can measure this on a, on a daily basis, weekly basis, monthly basis, you know, whatever works for you. As we get into uh, somewhat on a, on a sales approach potentially, is what is your customer acquisition cost, your CAC, right? And so this is your marketing expenses divided by the number of customers you acquired. So you've got to think about, you know, how much does it cost me to find a new client? Now, it varies for industry, but that's where the CAC ratio is. And, you know, it's about 25% is, is the ideal. You know, your mileage may vary, right? But what's the variance of that measured over time? Another thing to look for is qualified leads per month. You know, what's your target and what did you actually accomplish? If you want to grow the business, you've got to be able to find some leads. So, again, uh, leadership plays a role in this, either in setting the target and or in achieving that target. So that's another measure that you want to take a look at. Recurring revenue, uh, also called same account growth in some circles, uh, you know, with your existing uh, clients, your existing portfolio, how much did you want it to grow from a financial standpoint versus how much did it actually grow? Uh, leadership plays a role in that, as does uh, new revenue. This would be your new business. Same, same uh, metric, right? What's your target versus your actual? So there's another thing uh, that I've come up with that you might want to take a look at, which is your lousy leader tax. And you're going to run this over a 12-month period for uh, each leader that you have on your team. So there's four parts to this. Uh, the first part is your employee turnover dollars. So you estimate 20% of the annual salary for any employee that has voluntarily left the organization, right? So people who have left on their own accord, you know, take 20% of what their annual salary was. That's, that's uh, one number that you're going to add. The next one is client defection dollars. Now, lost customers under the uh, leader span of control is what this is. So you multiply the client defection rate by four, so, for example, if you had a 5% client defection rate, multiply that by 4, you'll get 20%. So subtract the adjusted percentage from your expected profit, and that'll give you a number. So the third uh, category is the drag on productivity dollars. You want to divide the estimated revenue by the number of team members. This is also known as revenue per employee. The estimated productivity drag of a lousy leader is 10% of the operating productivity. Now, you might say, well, what's a lousy leader? Well, look at some of their results in the prior metrics and, you know, use your, use your judgment. The fourth one is discretionary nonsense dollars. This one is uh, what I consider to be a, the total miscellaneous expenses that are accumulating to keep the lousy leader in a status quo position. Now, a lot of people don't like this number because if you are, you know, these are like the silly bills, as it were, or very expensive bills, let's say, um, you know, you're constantly paying for their parking tickets or, or moving violations or something like that. Or if you're a large organization and uh, there's some NDA work or things like that and you're paying some hush money or you're paying some, you know, attorney's fees or whatever it may be. Uh, one, if you're paying those fees, you're probably uh, not so great of a leader yourself. But be that as it may, 
um, whatever those dollars are that you're keeping this uh, this star in your mind or this uh, rainmaker for whatever reason why this uh, leader just can't go, you've convinced yourself of something. Uh, that would be your discretionary nonsense dollars. So you take the sum of those four categories, and that's the tax that you and your organization are paying to keep this lousy leader um, in their current position. It's probably not worth it, but, you know, to each their own. That's going to be up to you. So now what? What are the next steps? Well, I'd say the first thing to do is is do a self-audit. You know, run through uh, the metrics that we just did. Um, how many of them do you currently use, if any of them? Maybe they've inspired you to come up with some uh, some new ideas or new ways of uh, making a metric work for you. Uh, or you have some that are existing that, uh, that I didn't mention today. Uh, so run through and see how you're doing as a leader uh, as best you can. The other thing I'd say is you've got to commit to measuring uh, leadership performance. It's not just something you can do occasionally, and it's not something that you can just have be like your gut and like, oh, I f feel good or I think like I did a good job. You've got to have some hard measurements around this, and we've given you uh, plenty of uh, measurements to choose from so that it's not necessarily as, as well, so that it fits your organization in the culture that you want. So I would start with, uh, just start with four. Maybe you've got some existing ones and you want to add a couple more that uh, that I've shared with you today, or maybe just start with four uh, that you just learned today. You haven't been measuring anything yet. So I would pick, you know, choose a hybrid, a hybrid of some sort. Pick a, a, a couple that are very easy for you to uh, measure and maybe some that uh, would be difficult to measure, uh, but that's a direction you want to go and it's important, so you're going to invest some uh, some time and some resources in getting those measurements set up. And finally, if you uh, need any help, feel free, of course, to reach out to Carl Bimshaw Consulting for further leadership development and accountability. We'd certainly love to be able to have a conversation with you and see if we can help. If you go to carlbimshawconsulting.com, you'll find a lot of resources. Many of them are free, uh, but you can also uh, fill out a questionnaire there and see if uh, working with uh, me and my organization is a good fit for you. And we'd love to start that conversation. If you have trouble, you're not quite sure how to spell Carl Bimshaw Consulting, uh, or you just want something that's a, a little quicker, you can go to learnfromcarl.com. And there we've got uh, three uh, pre-made engagements, um, and one of them is probably going to be right for you. So you can go to learnfromcarl.com and uh, start defeating any of the lousy leadership that might be creeping up in your organization. So that's it for today. I hope uh, this finds you well. Make sure you keep advancing confidently in the direction of your dreams, and help others along the way. Thanks. Do you sometimes feel overwhelmed and not know where to start? Leadership Workbooks are a series of short, yet profound workbooks, created by Carl Bimshaw Consulting, the leadership development and accountability firm that helps busy professionals manage better and lead well. The leadership workbooks are a set of tools to help you gather your thoughts in one place and take action. Some are specific, like the sales management monthly briefing, and some are general like, how to manage change. Right now, there are five of them, each with 30 to 50 pages chock full of helpful guidance. Check them out at leadershipworkbooks.com. Thank you for listening to the Reflections on Leadership podcast, 
Produced by Carl Bimshaw Consulting, the leadership development and accountability firm that helps busy professionals to challenge, disrupt and dramatically reduce the influence of lousy leadership in their business. Learn more at carlbimshawconsulting.com. Manage better, lead well.